Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and the Titan's Curse, Chapter 20. And, uh, yeah, th this is the new, the new, the last chapter, and the next books, the next two books, like the fourth and fifth in the series, they, in in my opinion, they have way more action. I think they're way more, way more fun, so if you're planning to, um, to go to someone else's that has already, like, read them, don't go. Please, I'll read them as good as I can. I'm begging you. Yeah, please, please don't go. Chapter 20, I get a new enemy for Christmas. Before I left Olympus, I decided to make a few calls. It wasn't easy, but I finally found a quiet fountain in a corner of a garden and sent an iris message to my brother Tyson, under the sea. I told him about our adventures in Bessie. He wanted to hear every detail about the cute baby cow serpent and I assured him that Annabeth was safe. Finally, I got around to explaining how the shield he'd made me last summer had been damaged in the manticore attack. Yay! Tyson said. That means it was good. It saved your life. Sure did, big guy, I said. But now it's ruined. Not ruined, Tyson promised. I'll visit and fix it next summer. The idea picked, picked me up instantly. I guess I hadn't realized how much I'd m missed having Tyson around. Seriously? I asked. They'll let you get time off? Yes! I've made 2,741 magic swords, Tyson said proudly, showing me the newest blade. The boss says good work! He will let me take the whole summer off. I will visit camp. We talked for a while about war preparations and our dad's fight with the old seagulls, seagulls and all the cool things we could do together next summer. But then Tyson's ball started yelling at him, and he had to get back to work. I dug out my last golden drachma and made one more iris message. Sally Jackson, I said. Upper East Side, Manhattan. The mist shimmered. There was my mom at our kitchen table, laughing and holding hands with her friend Mr. Blowfish. I felt so embarrassed I was about to wave my hand through the mist and cut the connection. Before I could, my mom saw me. Her eyes got wide. She let go of Mr. Blowfish's hand really quick. Oh, Paul, you know what? I left my writing journal in the living room. You mind getting it for me? Sure, Sally, no problem. He left the room and instantly Mom leaned towards the iris message. Percy, are you alright? I... fine. How's that writing seminar going? She pursed her lips. It's fine, but that's not important. Tell me what's happened. I filled her in as quickly as I could. She sighed with relief when she saw that Annabeth was... when she heard that Annabeth was safe. I knew you could do it, she said. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, well, I'd do better... I'd better let you go back to your homework. Percy, I... Paul and I... Mom, are you happy? This question seemed to take her by surprise. She thought for a moment. Yes, I really am, Percy. Being around him makes me happy. Then it's cool, seriously. Don't worry about me. Funny thing is... I meant it. Considering the quest I just had, maybe I should have been worried for my mom. I'd seen just how mean people could be to each other, like, Hercu like Hercules was to Zoe Nightshade, like Luke was to Thalia. I met Aphrodite, goddess of love in person, and her powers had scared me more worse than Ares. But seeing my mother laughing and smiling after all the years she'd suffered with my nasty ex-stepfather Gabe Ugliano, I couldn't help feeling happy for her. You promise not to call him Mr. Blowfish? she asked. I shrugged. Well, not to his face, maybe. Sally? Mr. Blowfish. 
Mr. Blowfiss called from our living room. You, you need the green or the red binder? I'd better go, she told me. See you for Christmas. See you for Christmas? Are you putting blue candy in my stocking? She smiled. If you're not too old for that. I'm never too old for candy. I'll see you then. She waved her hand across the mist. Her image disappeared, and I thought to myself that Thalia had been right so many days ago at Westover Hall. My mom really was pretty cool. Compared to Mount Olympus, Manhattan was quiet. Friday before Christmas. But it was early in the morning, and hardly anyone was on Fifth Avenue. Argus, the many-eyed security chief, picked up Annabeth Grover and me at the Empire State Building and ferried us back to camp through a light snowstorm. The Long Island Expressway was almost deserted. As we trudged back to Half-Blood Hill on the pine tree where the Golden Fleece glittered, I half expected to see Thalia there waiting for us. But she wasn't. She was long gone with Artemis and the rest of the hunters, off to their next adventure. Kyron greeted us at, at, us at the big house with hot chocolate and toasted green cheese, green cheese sandwiches. Grover went off with his satyr, satyr friends to spread the word about our strange encounter with the magic of Pan. Within an hour, the satyrs were all running around, agitated, asking where the nearest espresso bar was. Annabeth and I sat with Kyron and some of the other senior campers. Beckendorf, Selena Bordegard, and the Stoll brothers. Even Clarice from the Ares cabin were there, back from her secretive scout mission, scouting mission. I knew she must have had a difficult quest, because she didn't even try to pulverize me. She had a new scar on her chin, and her dirty blonde hair had been cut short and ragged, like someone had attacked her with a pair of safety scissors. I got news, she mumbled, uneasily. Bad news. I'll fill you in later, Kyron said with forced cheerfulness. The important thing is, you have prevailed, and you saved Annabeth. Annabeth smiled at me gratefully, which made me look it, which made me look away. For some strange reason, reason, I found myself thinking about the Hoover Dam and the odd mortal girl I'd run into there, Rachel Elizabeth Dare. I didn't know why, but her annoying comments kept coming back to me. You always kill people when they blow their nose. I was only alive so many pe- because so many people had helped me. Even a random mortal girl like that. I never even explained to her who I was. Luke is alive, I said. Annabeth was right. Annabeth sat up. How do you know? I tried to feel annoyed by her interest. I told her what my dad said about the Princess Andromeda. Well? Annabeth shifted uncomfortably, uncomf- uncomfortably in her chair. The final battle does come when Percy is 16. At least we have two more years to figure out something. I had a feeling that when she said figure something out, she meant get Luke to change his ways, which annoyed me even more. Kyron's expression was gloomy. Sitting by the fire in his wheelchair, he looked really old. I mean, he was really old, but usually didn't look it. Two years may seem like a long time, he said, but is the, but is, is the blink of an eye. I still hope you're not the child of the prophecy, Percy, but if you are, then the Second Titan War is almost upon us. Kronos's first strike will be here. How do you know? I asked. Why would he care about camp? Because the gods use heroes as their tools. Chiron said simply. Destroy the tools and the gods will be crippled. Luke's forces will come here. Mortal demigod, mortal demigod monstrous. We must be prepared. Clarice's news may give us a clue of how they will attack. But there was a knock on the door and Nico D'Angeli... Nico D'Angelo came huffing into the parlor, his cheeks bright red from the cold. He was smiling, but he looked around anxiously. 
Hey, where's, uh, where's my sister? Dead silence. I stared at Kyron. I couldn't believe nobody told him yet. And then I realized why. They'd been waiting for us to appear to tell Nico in person. That was the last thing I wanted to do, but I owed it to Bianca. Hey, Nico. I got up from my comfortable chair. Let's take a walk, okay? We need to talk. He took the news in silence, which somehow made it worse. I kept talking, trying to explain how it had happened, how Bianca had sacrificed herself to save the quest, but I felt like it was only making things worse. She wanted you to have this. I brought a little god figurine Bianca had found in the junkyard. Nico held it in his palm and stared at it. You were standing at the dining pavilion, just where we'd spoken before I went on the quest. The wind was bitterly cold, even with the camp's magical weather protection. Snow fell lightly against the marble steps. I figured outside the camp borders there must be a blizzard happening. You promised you'd protect her, Nico said. He might as well have stabbed me with a rusty dagger. It would have hurt less reminding him than reminding me of my promise. Nico... Nico, I said. I tried, but Bianca gave herself to save the rest of us. I don't know. I told her not to, but she- You promised! He glared at me, his eyes shimmering, rimmed with red. He closed his small fist around the god statue. I shouldn't have trusted you. His voice broke. You lied to me. My nightmares were right. Wait, what nightmares? He flung the god statue onto the ground. To the ground. It clattered across the icy marble. I hate you! She might be alive, I said desperately. I don't know for sure. She's dead. He closed his eyes. His whole body trembled with rage. I should have known it earlier. She's in the fields of Asphodel, standing before the judges right now being evaluated. I can feel it. What do you mean you can feel it? Before he could answer, I heard a new soul behind me. A hissing, clattering noise I recognized all too well. I drew my sword and Nico gasped. I whirled around and found myself facing four skeletal warriors. The grinned, fleshless grins, and advanced with swords drawn. I don't know how they'd made it inside the camp, but it didn't matter. I'd never get help in time. You're trying to kill me! Nico screamed. You brought these... these things? No, I mean, yes, they followed me, but no, Nico, run! They can't be destroyed! I don't trust you! The first skeleton charged. I knocked aside its blade, but the other three kept coming. I sliced one in half, but immediately began to knit back together. I knocked another's head off but it just kept fighting. Run, Nico! I yelled. Get help! No! He pressed his hands to his ears. I couldn't fight for it once, not if they couldn't die. I slashed, whirled, blocked, jabbed, but they just kept advancing. It's only a matter of seconds before the zombies overpowered me. No! Nico shouted louder. Go away! The ground rumbled beneath them. The skeletons froze. I, ro I rolled out of the way just as a crack opened at the, opened at the feet of the forest warriors the ground ripped apart like a snapping mouth flames erupted from the fissure and the earth swallowed the skeletons in one loud crunch silence in the pal in the place where the skeletons had stood a six meter long scar moved across the marble floor of the pavilion otherwise there was no sign of the warriors all Awestruck, I looked at Nick Nico. How did you- Go away, he yelled. I hate you. I wish you were dead. The grunt didn't swallow me up, but Nico ran, down the steps, heading towards the woods. I started to follow, but slipped it, and fell on the icy steps. When I got up, I noticed what had slipped on.
I picked up the god statue Nico Bianca had retrieved from the junkyard for Nico. The only statue we didn't have, she said. A last gift from a sister. I stared at it with dread, because now I understood why the face looked familiar. I'd seen it before. It was the statue of Hades, Lord of the Dead. Annemuth and Percy helped me search in the wood for, uh, woods for hours, but there's no sign of Nico D'Angelo. We'll have to tell Chiron, Annemuth said, out of breath. No, I said. She and Grover both looked at me. Um, Grover said, nervously. What do you mean, no? I was still trying to figure out what I'd said, but the words spilled out of me. You can't let anyone know. I don't think anyone realizes that Nico is a, a son of Hades, Annabeth said. Percy, do you have an I any idea how serious this is? Even Hades broke the oath. This is horrible. I don't think so, I said. I don't think Hades broke the oath. What? He's their dad, I said, but Nico and Bianca have been out of commission for a long time. Since even before World War II. The Lotus Casino, Grover said, and he told Annabeth about the conversation we'd had with Bianca on the quest. She and Nico were stuck there for decades. They were born before the oath was made. I nodded. But how did they get out? Annabeth protested. I don't know, I admitted. Bianca's a Bianca said a lawyer came and got them and drove them to Westover Hall. I don't know who that could have been or why. Maybe it's part of the great this great stirring. I don't think Nico understands who he is, but he can't go telling anyone, not even Chiron. If the Olympians find out, it might start them fighting among themselves again, Annabeth said. That's the last thing we need. Grover looked worried. But you can't hide things from the gods, not forever. I don't need forever. I said just two years until I'm sixteen. Annabeth paled. But Percy, this means the prophecy might not be about you. It might be about Nico. We have to- No. I choose the prophecy, it will be about me. Why are you saying that? she cried. You want to be responsible for the whole world? It was the last thing I wanted, but I didn't say that. I knew that I had to step up and claim it. I can't let Nico be in any more danger, I said. I owe you. I owe that much to his sister. Let them both I let them both down. I'm not going to let that poor kid suffer anymore. The poor kids who hate you and want to see you dead. Grover reminded me. Maybe we can find him, I said. We can convince him it's okay. Hide in somewhere safe. Annabeth shivered. If Luke gets hold of him, Luke won't, I said. I'll make sure he's got other things to worry about, namely me. I wasn't sure Kyron believed the story Annabeth and I told him. I think he could tell I was holding something back about Nico's disappearance, but in the end, he accepted it. Unfortunately, Nico was the first half-blood to disappear. So young, Kyron sighed his hands on the rail of the front porch. Alas, I hope he was eaten by monsters, much better than being recruited into the Titan's army. The idea made me really uneasy. I almost changed my mind about telling Chiron, but I didn't. You really think the first attack will be here? I asked. Chiron sta stared at the snow falling on the hills. I could see smoke from the dragon guarding the pine tree and a glitter of the distance, distant fleece. It will not be until summer, at least, Kyron said. This winter will be hard. The hardest for many centuries. It's best you go home to the city, Percy. Try to keep your mind on school and rest. You will need rest. I looked at Annabeth. What about you? Her cheeks flushed. I'm gonna try San Francisco, after all. Maybe I can keep an eye on Mount Tam. Make sure the Titans don't try anything else.
You'll send an Iris message if anything goes wrong? She nodded. But I think Kyron's right. It won't be till the summer. Luke will need time to regain his strength. I didn't like the idea of waiting. Then again, next August, I would be turning 15. So close to 16, I didn't want to think about it. All right, I said. Just take care of yourself. And no crazy stunts in the up with Kamel. She smiled tentatively. Deal and Percy? Whatever she was going to say was interrupted by Grover, who stumbled out of the big house, tripping over tin cans. His face was haggard and pale like a tina spectrate. He spoke! Grover cried. Calm down, my young satyr, Kyron said, frowning. What is the matter? I, I was playing music on the parlor. Parlor, he stammered. I'm drinking coffee, lots and lots of caf coffee. And he spoke in my mind. Who? Annabeth demanded. Pan! Grover wailed. The Lord of the Wild himself. I heard him. I have to, I have to find a suitcase. Whoa, 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 I said. What did he say? Grover stared at me. Just three words. He said, I await you. And that was, um, yeah. That was the end of, um, of the whole book. Like I said, don't go to anyone else's podcast, please. Um, I will try making these next two books as entertaining as possible. And, um, wh- what do you guys think? Is, uh, because I tried Wednesday, Saturday before, and then I got a bunch of downloads, and then I changed because I had practice for different sports. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and then usually games on Saturday. So I I was trying out Thursday, Sunday, and then all of a sudden my like my like downloads dropped by a hundred for two months. So now so now I'm trying again. I'm not sure. I'm gonna be probably recording on Sundays, posting on Wednesdays, recording on Thursdays, posting on Saturdays. But um, yeah, please please do tell me. Um, if what what do you think of this? Go to podbean.com or download the app Podbean. Search up my podcast, please, and uh, and comment. I I like no comments. Come on, guys. Come on. I have a thousand three hundred and ten downloads, and no, yeah, and like no comments from people I don't know. What is this? Please, please comment. Yes, please. I I want I want to see some living. Are you are you guys alive or or just robots put on play by like my mom at three a.m. Bye. The voice crack. Bye.